So our occasion for puja. And as I've suggested, or I hope I've suggested, <laughs> we need to um, practice, learn to form a useful link between our, we might say, our inner realities or our depth experience, our meanings, virtues, values, insights, experiences that we begin to dip into as we relax and hold on external circumstances in a safe, mindful and measured way. There's a steady, careful disengagement from that. Return to like a depth experience, breathing in, breathing out, feeling what's felt. And getting used to that uh, process of being open and receptive, which is just not so possible in the, when we're entering the external field, time and place and people and events. It's just not possible. It's also in the internal field, there's no time. You know, whereas externally, external field of sights and sounds and events, it's always the moving on the clock, things are moving, come and gone. In the internal world, nothing's really come and gone, it's just flowing, sometimes returning, lingering, jumping, returning, returning, you know, sometimes around extremely uncomfortable experiences, returning, sometimes around extremely beautiful, profound experiences. These are all there, you might say, in the karma field of karma, the internal domain. And we kind of drop into that. Now, how does that qualities that we enrich there, how do they connect to what we do and say and who we associate with? Why? In a way, this is a pretty natural thing. You begin to feel you're not interested in that, you're not interested in that. These are the people you want to be with, and so forth. And still, by the nature of our social conditions, we are, you know, we are involved, we are embedded in an extremely fragmented, multifaceted field of human actions or interactions and governments and policies and and so forth nationalities and these sort of things which got some wholesome some unwholesome some very confused some deeply disturbing and you know whole mix of it you will get hear our own voice in that the voice of your depth can find its place to be now, this is an ongoing eightfold path, isn't it? That's really what it's about. We're using an altar, shrines, images, icons as a benchmark, if you like, benchmark of the internal field of Dhamma. Yeah. So here, the generally in these. Uh, this culture, this particular Buddhist culture, 
and there are various Buddhist cultures, yeah, yeah, whether it's Zen, Vajrayana, Pure Land, so forth. Theravada, we have the Buddha is always the highest, and then you have uh, flowers represent moral purity. Candle, light, represents clarity of wisdom. Incense represents the fragrant, suffusive medium of meditation, where qualities can suffuse and permeate the field, just as the way that the light fragrance of incense can permeate a room. So, samadhi experiences is the saturation and steeping of beautiful qualities through one's mind yeah, with its uncertainties and edges it's suffusing that with qualities of goodwill and steadiness and even the body through the you might say obviously through the nervous system yeah. But even into deep tissue memory. Tissue memory refers to these reflexes that the body has where it feels nervous or apprehensive or accepted or unwelcome. These are not local events happening in your wrists. It's an overall sense of the body feeling as a picking up signs for the world around you. This is very karmic. Where the sights of certain things may cause a triggering effect. Phobias about animals. Dogs, maybe they've been attacked by dogs, phobias about dogs, phobias about other people, phobias about men, phobias about women. They just get feel very uncomfortable. And that's an overall kind of gut reflex or heart reflex. Now, with, with, in a way, the more we repeatedly use puja, you're really beginning to develop another tissue memory, you could say, uh, same level. It's not so that you, if you practice with it, you inhale the qualities of the Blessed One, the Blessed One, the one who bestows blessings on me. Now, you know, you may not really get that idea. This is not a person doing something. There's a sense, it's just a way of language. To inhale, to bring in the quality, what would it be like to be blessed? Yeah. This means given to, with no asking anything back. And given to given purity to, given pure qualities, given pure pure loving regard. What would it be like? 
you can conceive of such a thing. So this is an occasion for that kind of experience. So I've mentioned when you address the Buddha, you address yourself from this upright sense, which is both stable and internal, but also very open. Stable, open. Otherwise you can't receive the blessings. If you're closed, you can't, it doesn't go in. So if you just say, okay, chant something, it's not going to go in. It's got to be that sense of really open up to to that. And that itself can be a curious thing, because here I'm just sitting in my house, you know, which is very much associated with the external being belongings and possessions and other people. So why you want to create a specific place where a specific time when for now this particular spot on planet Earth represents my entry place to the field of blessings. Certain sacredness to it. And that sacredness needs I say guarding, it needs protecting. It needs definition. Nothing else goes here. Yeah. It's sort of separate, and it's like a, like a, almost like a, a doorway in. So you want to keep it free from any other activities or senses. Yeah. You know, it's not a place to put odds and ends. <laughs> it's 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 distinct in itself. It's nice to to, to find that place. And the more you do it, then that particular place in your house, in your wherever you do it, in a corner somewhere, is a place you go to with your deep issues, your dilemmas, your uncertainties, your bereavement now this image is not going to piece of wood is not going to give you anything but the meaning of it can touch that touch the heart and you go steadying entry repeatedly then as soon as you see that and you come to that oh yes this is not just you know Tuesday morning yada 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 this is very important helpful and this is also a place where you can make resolution because a place where you're in that open resonant receptive stable place then the resolutions that you make, any resolution you make, goes deep. So it's not a place just to be idly, you know, idly, sorry, don't get me wrong, but just to be, oh, you know, kind of keep it so, to make it more useful, 
It means keeping your eyes open and chanting so that the front of your mind, the activity of your mind, is at least not blocking, you know, entry to the depth by wandering off about this, that, and this, that. You know? So the entry place of your mind, the surface of your mind, is kind of aligning itself with that. This is why we chant, you see. Because when you chant, you can't be going through the shop, the grocery list or planning to have an extension built on your house or what you know worrying about the dog. Um, so you're you're engaged in that. So it just helps to keep that doorway quite clear. Okay, now here, this is the place where let's put the external world just to one side and look internally what really counts for me, what really matters in my depth. You know, what matters really. Some things I like, but it doesn't matter. Some things are, yeah, it doesn't really matter. This is what matters. That helps you to clarify when you're in dilemmas and what to do and who to be with or whatever. You must ask for guidance and wait for something, place where things suddenly or gradually perhaps this is what's meaningful now. And you can make a resolution around that, resolve it. And that, that one will tend to stick. Is in the resolve. It's not something you should arrive at hastily, just from a good idea or a hope or, you know, just sheer optimism. But it should be made from a place of depth, almost inevitable. This is how it has to be. This is, what, this is where the truth is for me at this now. And you return to that so that when you sit there again, that, that truth, that, that resolution returns to you. you mm. Yeah. And then whatever, the, 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 all the kind of issues of the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, this is, this is something a bit more long term. So when we cultivate, when we do some uh, practice of chanting, it's good to have this attitude kind of in the back of the mind, right? Okay, the chanting's going on. Blessed ones, truth, skillful practitioners, commitment. These resonances, these nuances happening there. Mm, just turning it around. Those who practice directly, those who practice rightly. You know, the Buddha know of the worlds. These are terms that become familiar to you. And they almost they're the anthem of the inner field, the Dhamma field. These are the, this is the calling, call tone of the inner field. And then you can let the sound fade and then returning to that place. Mm -hmm. looking deeply 
Where's the resolution? What needs to be put aside? What needs to be repaired? Relationships with others? Lifestyle? What needs to be reset, repaired? So when you do your deep housework on the depth, 